Welcome to the Stoic Sage. In this podcast, we are dedicated to using past knowledge tested by time to empower people of today. This podcast series includes discussions around modern challenges utilizing wisdom from nearly 2,000 years ago with the goal of bringing about how to think rather than what to think. Welcome to the journey to sagehood. They'd like to think for you, and a part of you would like to let them. Marcus Aurelius As we all know by now, part of Stoicism is attaining freedom. Freedom from passion, and freedom as defined by justice as part of the four virtues. I recently listened to the Philosophize This podcast, and Stephen West did an amazing job at explaining Eric Fromm's argument on positive and negative freedoms, and how these two types of freedoms define the sociology of humans, but they also show how it inevitably shapes policy today. I was so inspired by this podcast that I wanted to share it with all of you. So to start, Eric Fromm was a socialist thinker at the Frankfurt School of Social Theory and Critical Philosophy. The school was founded in Germany, in 1932, and while the school had its criticisms, mainly citing Marxism, there was some truth to apply to modern day. Much of Eric's work involves the study of authoritarianism, and in Germany, he was a supporter of bringing about socialism. This unfortunately took a left turn when that promise of socialism turned into the rise of the Nazi regime. The school founders fled to to the United States and noticed the absurdity of consumerism and the culture mob. They warned of this of these two things being the potential downfall of capitalism and or socialistic economies, whereby describing the media, culture, and politics being manipulated to make society turn on itself, thus leading to the end. Now this may sound bleak. There is no certainty in this. The only thing that is certain is change. And how that change occurs will be determined by what we do today. Simply being aware and open to new knowledge helps a lot, helps out a lot. Before we start pointing fingers, by the way, at which party does this today, I want to note that there is no one political party that does this. They all do it. I was actually reading an article by Vox that broke it down, but... Interestingly enough, they utilized the knowledge of the Frankfurt School to try and prove that the mob culture of Trump was going to bring about this end, bringing about fascism. But are we not seeing a mob culture from the Democratic Party as well? It goes both ways, and we owe it to ourselves to be stoic in the sense of suspending our judgment brought about by the media's portrayal of society until we understand that within its complexity, the tactics used are the same. Navigate to understand and then form your own opinions. The opinions of the writer, talk show host, commentator, those are not really your opinions. Those are their opinions. But just navigate them to be able to actually form your own opinion. Utilizing logic and reason before giving in to emotional responses. This is just a quick breakdown of the Frankfurt School so you can understand the topic that I'll be going into today. 
And with that quick breakdown of the school and Eric Fromm, I wanted to focus on his argument about freedom. He describes two types of freedoms, positive and negative. Describing positive freedom as freedoms that are given to us at birth. The freedom to speak, property, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And gaining positive freedoms comes from the form of removing physical enslavement or being controlled by an external force. Fromm then goes on to describe negative freedoms being the consequences of the choices we make based on the freedoms granted to us. An example of modern day world would be taking on debt by reckless spending. You made that choice. You had the freedom to do so. This is a negative to that freedom. A little bit more backstory that I find actually really interesting is his idea of humanity being a collective being. He argued that humanity has been going through phases of human life, much like a human child when you were born, cared for by your family, then given some freedom to which you become adult and you have total freedom. For example, at the start of human civilization, everything was handed to you. Not to say like a, on a silver spoon, but you were either born a slave or you were born in power. And for the most part, you kind of stayed there. You didn't really shift between those powers, those power dynamics, or your place in society. You played a role that you were born into, and then your children played that role, and so on and so forth. This, in a sense, is given to you. And in order to live in this society, you have to contribute to it, else your civilization would die. Your lineage would cease to exist. Yes, you thought for yourself, but your life, for the most part, was pretty predetermined. This is the representation of childhood. Once civilization grew more and more complex, Fromm argues that we as a, as a collective being grew out of our infancy and into our teenage years. The example may be the Enlightenment uh, to the Industrial Revolution, where we then had laws, we have had some freedom, some more free time, but we also are still controlled to a degree. However, we did make a lot more choices. Society also would not really collapse if a number of people just kind of stopped. The overall metropolis little area would still thrive. Otherwise saying, there were enough hands on deck to make sure civilization was moving. And now we've entered a point in history where we are now leaving our nest, so to speak. We now have the utmost freedom. We have become young adults leaving our homes. This is personified by social liberty. Having little to no barriers to do what you want to do. You can go to school, or you can become an entrepreneur. You can sit at home with your parents, or start an organization. Heck, start a podcast. <laughs> Rise in power and fall in power. Humanity, for the most part, is now experiencing the full impact of negative freedoms. The power that we are now encountering, or the problem that we are now encountering, is that many people don't want to accept these negative freedoms. We want someone to kind of save us. We are in debt. We want the government to wipe it out, even though you chose to get in debt. You went to the university and dropped out with debt. You want the government to wipe it out, even though that was your choice. Negative freedoms also include encountering people, 
understanding that freedom is not just yours, but it also belongs to your fellow man. We can all agree that as Stoics, we understand that if, if humanly capable, it is humanly possible. And what I'm talking about is evil and good. It is irrational to think that people will think like you. And it is also illogical to think that someone that if someone does not agree with you, they are somehow wrong or immoral. More often than not, most people are just misunderstood. And I bring up encountering people as an example because some negative freedoms seem to be brought up in such a way that if somebody is being mean to you or they are not amongst the ranks of your thought process, that they deserve to be controlled by the government, which is not a form of justice. This is just part of the overall ideals of freedom. So, essentially, you're telling me that using identifiable negative freedoms to justify bringing back the chains of positive freedoms will bring about better freedom. It's a sort of weird paradox, well, that I see on modern media today, but that's besides the point. Fromm uses these examples and more to describe how humanity is learning how to deal with these newfound negative freedoms. The government, or those in power, are portrayed as the parents of mankind. And while we, on our newly embarked journey, go back to our parents when we encounter an issue, much like we would, on an individual level, go back to our parents for help when we're in a tough spot. Fromm argues that this consumerism mixed with mob manipulation and our realization of negative freedoms as a society, we will inevitably bring about the end of any capitalistic system. And as a Stoic, how do we go about navigating this theory? So again, don't get too worried. This is just a theory. Well, for starters, we must accept our negative freedoms. We must be courageous in our decisions. And if you remember the previous episode on courage, you know that wise judgments followed by wise actions make the most courageous people in the face of fear and evil. Seek to live a virtuous life. Seek and accept external events as natural parts of life. We should also utilize mistakes as opportunities for growth. This will help us come to terms with encountering our negative freedoms. We are responsible for them. While we may argue that the system is at fault, and to a degree, I completely agree, this is not a means to an end as far as needing a dramatic political change. There's a statement that I like in, in the consultancy world, which is, don't seek to solve world hunger, which this means we should act in small steps to make great change the end to world hunger will inevitably follow. And as far as the political fall that Fromm mentions, we can take the words from Marcus Aurelius. Look to human history, and we will be aware of the future. And this is to say that history rhymes. It follows cycles. While not exact, and it will always happen in a different way, the future is inevitable. And while it may seem like we are on an, on an individual level not making any change, we can, in, in fact, make a difference. Zeno of Sitium argued that no small step is small. There are small things that we can do, and we really hold the power today than at any point in history. And a lot of us forget that. 
The phone numbers of our representatives and senators are available online. What do you call about? Anything you want. If you feel concerned about the direction he or she is taking as far as, as policy, you can call them. I call them often. It only takes about 10 minutes to do it. Email them. Their emails are also online as well. Among other things, we can share our wisdom, teach people how to use logic and reason. Now more than ever do we need to bring back not the separation between one another, but the separation between our parents and us, which is to say, the government and the individual. This breakdown that Eric Fromm argues is really interesting as it speaks to the social human. In many ways, he is correct in the mob mentality as he goes, to, goes on to say that many people don't believe they're actually being manipulated. But when we use market data, it proves him completely correct. We seek confirmation bias. But as a Stoic, we shouldn't seek to be right. We should seek to become wiser gathering correct and factual information to make the most well-informed decisions. Some, in facts, some facts are, unfortunately, difficult to swallow. At one point, it was difficult to understand that we will not need our parents, yet we grow older and we leave the nest. We move through society with realities that, are bound, that we are bound to, and with that, we can make a better world and a better place to live. It all starts with you, the individual. Thank you for listening in. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really does help out the show. If you would like to check out some Sage merch or read the blog, please go to stoicsage.co. Also give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I wish you well, fellow Stoics, on the path to sagehood.